here we go. Spring of 2020. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode number 55. I am here with my co-host Jed Domke, and he is about to embark on a trip out to one of our favorite places on planet Earth, the great, the great West, Wyoming. And uh, that's what this podcast is about. We're going to cover previous years in Wyoming, tactics for mule deer hunting, and um, just pretty much if you're thinking, if you're heading out west this year or interested in mule deer hunting at all, you're going to want to stay tuned to this one, and we will get back on the back on the whitetail train probably next week as we're closing in on that. Um, as far as just updates around here for the whitetail stuff, I'd say that I have uh, we got another box blind up figured out that we, we really can't be so stupid because we're getting older i uh I, we're, my cousin jeffrey and i put this box blind up i'm pretty lucky that we didn't get injured significantly are you are you referring to the uh domestic violence bruise that i see <laughs> on your on your arm yeah, i got like a <laughs> like somebody grabbed a hold of you really tightly and wouldn't let go I'd be like a large I'm, human if they could do yeah, this yeah, damage was, to me. I'm, I was really impressed with Kenzie's strength there for a little <laughs> while. Uh, it's on the inside of his bicep, you know, like if, if somebody grabbed a hold of somebody's arm and just wouldn't let go. Yeah. Kind of, probably kind of drug you around by it. And... Oof. Yeah, so uh, for some reason I we built this blind, but we didn't build a ladder for it yet. So we're using the back of a UTV to like go up and down from the platform to like put this, put the walls in place and the roof and stuff. We get the, literally the last part, everything was going really smooth and, uh, I'm drilling in the last screw before we're done on the door. And I'm using the back of the UTV. So like the back, like door, which isn't exactly built probably that stably. Um, and we had like been, the tailgate? The tailgate, yes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so we're standing on the tailgate. Yep. Because we were standing in the back of the box being, you know, smart, but I had to get up to that last screw, so I was up on the back of the tailgate. And I'd stepped on it a few times the other day, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I should probably stop, like, pushing off that or, like, relying on that because I didn't feel that good. Well, Jeffrey didn't realize I was standing on it. He came out of the blind, like, jumped on the fucking thing. Thing just collapsed. Like split second, dude. Like we sat there like at first we're like, okay, like, are you all right? It was that bad. Yeah. Cause it just happened like, and it's like a six foot drop where two large humans are falling on top of each other. Yep. Like that's how people die really quickly. Like all of a sudden you're just doing something and something gives out and it's like, boom. Yeah, it was that no, quick. There's no catching yourself. And it was good probably too. Cause it was a good thing. I didn't like, I couldn't like, there wasn't enough time for me to reach my arm out or like do anything stupid, like try to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, we just it just happened that my arm got caught up in uh, the platform like base, so like the board that goes across to, to sturdy everything, and I just must have raked it along there, and then I must have raked my 
leg along the tailgate because I got a big lump on my left leg. And <laughs> lucky, lucky on my right leg because Jeffrey landed right on it. And he's like, "Are you all right?" I, he's sitting on my leg, and I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." Thank God, I think I caught up on something. You snapped my oh, fucking God. lower leg in half. Jesus, that'd be a bad time it's for just, that. It's you don't think about it when you're younger either because it's just like. I don't know, but it's that is just the most terrifying thing ever. If if I were to have a leg injury right now, I would I would die. Oh, no, you wouldn't. I would you, die. You would hate it. <laughs> I would not you would be really well. Hate it. Yeah, like like I was talking about turning thirty, man. You just got to accept your mortality and yeah, navigate around that. Got to really think things through. Yeah, you can't be doing dumb shit like that. Well, you so, should do less of it. Yeah, yeah, and then I got some cell cams set up. Oh, and I got more just beautiful pictures of uh, uh, that bachelor group of large bucks that I have out at one of the places that we hunt. Um, found their other bed, bedding location. Well, one of their other bedding locations, right in uh, Tradfinger. Nice. Right in the tip of it. Really. <clears throat> backed up against a pile of rocks. Right next. Mm-hmm. Backed up against a pile of rocks, right inside of a standing cornfield. Yeah. About six, seven beds just all beat down, tore up. See, there's no, there was no rubs in there. So I don't, th- and it, I've found beds in there before. I mean, I've jumped bucks out of there before one time. I don't think they're using it. Like, I, I can't imagine they're using it much when there's corn, when the corn's gone. Right. But it's now you think about it, it's like, how the fuck do we get in there? Yeah, because that, that pile of rocks is how we shield our approach. Go right by it. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they're in there, you can't get to no. that finger at all. No. I mean, how do you get – you can't – that's what I'm saying. Like, early season, like, they're almost yeah. unhuntable. In yeah, there. you can't hunt them there. <laughs> Although, the standing corn might be an option. It's just how yeah. far do you go right. down, like, because yep. they're using the standing corn, too. Like, it's just – it's tough. It's going to be tough. But it's going to be a battle. It, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I, I'll need to get confirmation because I – I feel like they always slip in the back. Once September hits, they lose velvet. They go back into those big oak flats, and I think they dive in those acorns, and they come back in October. But we'll see how it plays out. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a ride. I wouldn't say I shouldn't say I've ever had them this consistent in the summer. And we talked about it like a little bit how one of the neighbors that usually has about 200 acres of corn is now beans this year. So that makes it a different story. Yeah, and it was like that two years ago, so we're drawing a lot of experience from that year. And that year was an absolute rodeo in there. Yeah, it was. I mean, the one night we sat in there in October early, we saw 20-plus deer, six bucks or something. Yeah, one of them was the one that I shot. And, yeah, and now thinking about where we found that bedding area, they ha- I bet they came. Oh, God, it's still tough to say. I'd say they came out of that the bedding area we found two weeks ago, but boy, both of us walked right along that wood line where they would have seen us. Mm-hmm. So we're still putting the pieces together, but I mean, I got it narrowed down because if they're not bedded up in those two points, they're out in they're out in the big point, which you're safe to approach on, and they're killable there. So it'll be fun to play with, but. That's our up- any updates on your place, besides nope. the beans are probably wiped out. No, nope. I I I checked two weeks or last weekend, and checked the trail cam. There was uh, 
There's a couple okay bucks, nothing, no uh, no booners, nothing crazy. Yeah. And I decided, well, I'm not looking at this shit again until you get back. I get back. So. Do you have an Do you have a further opinion on V Town after those sent those pictures to you? As far as. Do you think he's gonna get the seven one seventy? Um. Well, obviously, I have a goal. That I want to shoot a gross booner. You know. Right. Um. It's tough. It's it's tough to say when they're in velvet. Oh yeah, you for know, sure. It, the only thing I've draw is we know what he looked like last year. So right. he's and I'm I know he was pushing. He had to be pushing sixties last year. Yeah, I think I think uh, depend, it depends how long those tines actually are. Yeah, because he's got the he's got the overall beam length. It's just because his because his his beams go up and out, so it's like, does he look so tall because he's just like because those beams go up and mm-hmm. those those tines aren't actually because you know you think about you gotta get to a booner you're probably gonna need a couple like the G two G 3s probably should be over ten. Yeah, you need you need couple double digit tine yeah. lengths. So that's what I'm worried. Like we might just be like overestimating how tall those tines are. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, either way, he's he, he's in the 60s this year for sure. Just a really nice deer. Needs he needs to get put down. So, <laughs> all right, it's supposed to be a Western podcast. We're gonna get back into it. Let's get into the current events. That dive into it. So the current event is the wild wild west is actually the wild burning west currently. Um. California's leading leading the case there like normal. As of I think it's today, they're at uh wow. six hundred and sixty thousand acres. Yeah, it says new records as they burn in fifteen different states. Yep. Jesus. The world's literally falling down. Yep. Uh so California's had as much land burn as Rhode Island has in its borders. 660,000 acres. Yep. They're already double what they were, over double what they were last year. Yep. 260,000 last year. Wow. Yep. Um, Colorado is also quite on fire. 125,000 acres in one fire. Uh, It's getting so bad there that Colorado's actually giving you the opportunity to turn several tags back if if you're you know they have they have a list of tag you know hunt numbers and whatever that uh that they will give you your points back for if you turn your tag back on account of the the fires so yes this colorado is already the second second highest or second largest burn they've ever had already hundred twenty five thousand acres that's just one fire yeah. Okay, yep. So there's 86 active large fires across 15 states. Jesus. Yeah, yeah and and we th- and we're yeah, you're probably you'd look outside right now and you're going to see probably a little haze and it's probably Yep. That's a Oh yeah, it was it was it's been on Wisconsin weather channels that the haze that we're seeing is not just the humidity. So So the okay, or do you think that you're well versed in the fires, like how they're caused and? No. So no. I don't want to get into it too far because I don't. I don't oh, I'm not a hundred percent. Um. First in it, I guess. So I don't want to say anything too much, but 
part of the problem is is the woods are too mature for the most part well not not only too mature there's there's been so the canopy chokes out all this under and then all the undercarriage is so dry and so dead that it's just like an igniter it's from like my understanding like simple complex of how these things get going there's also because there's over giant of stands of yeah. beetle killed timber that are just standing there mm-hmm. they don't remove it dry why would you not go in the room remove it because it's like a protection of the they think there's like i think it's that so okay i don't want to get into it too much because i'm not 100 percent sure but i have i feel like it's a thing where i because i've read this before where it's an overprotection of forest that's really like this kind of the root cause of it. it just kind of gets put on the back burner and never really gets like like a lot of this could be somewhat prevented it's natural it's going to happen well now there. that now that land and water conservation fund has full and permanent funding maybe we'll see a change yeah yeah because it's considered you know i think if that is the case the thought is it's just it's just overprotection of forest so you're getting to the point where now it's just forest is too mature where it never has been before and and i guess like it's so uh, you'd assume that a lot of these acres have been burned recently though that's the thing like how the hell it's not i don't know it's crazy the world is crumbling around us i can't wait to get out to wyoming and just talk to people and there's like what's going on out there like what <laughs> like there's a virus oh, like you think those guys in the ranch like have they yeah, they they travel enough. They're they're in enough uh, organizations that they um, travel to. How about those guys in Nebraska who told us they'd never been on the other side of the Mississippi and they lived like within a hundred miles? Of yeah, <laughs> like they don't probably know. <laughs> I'm sure they know. <laughs> I mean, oh, even the Amish simple life around though. here know. Yeah, and supposedly that's a big conspiracy too that they're all dying from it. Yeah, I don't know. Supposedly, it's a big problem that no one's talking about. Hmm. Which, okay, I don't know. I haven't heard that one yet. You, I mean, you're not going to. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, and they're not going to go get medical attention either. I don't. I don't think that's part of their deal. <laughs> Might not be. That's that is what I have heard. So, anyways, you think you're going to see like bigger evidence of fires when you're out in Wyoming like that's gonna I mean if it's real hazy that's gonna kind of suck yeah it it might be kind of you know because I remember a couple mornings were hazy foggy-ish there and you really lose a lot yeah oh yeah I mean the whole you know you rely on your optics Mm -hmm. if you can't can't glass it's a tough game yeah that's a good point and uh, I think it's important that we we talk about them because they have um, they've been awesome to us is the is vortex and like how big of a difference vortex is compared to like you're off i don't know i mean you can get into other high-end optics yep. but you really notice the difference of vortex going out west like they're awesome obviously here in wisconsin um hunting but you don't really get the magnitude of difference until you go out and try to you know use your optics for a for four or five days in a row. Right. That was the biggest shocker to me. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that first day how bad my headache was and how I couldn't, I just thought it was like, cause I was dehydrated, but then I was like, well, I, 
seems to be happening only when I stare through these binoculars yep. for like hours. Yeah, that sucked. It was bad. Like I felt like I couldn't couldn't really do what you wanted. Like, but uh, yeah, I mean, quick vortex. They're they're I don't know. I mean, even if we weren't like doing stuff with them, would you go any other way with like? I mean, uh, I okay. So here's my thought on binoculars or any optics is the the bang that you get for your buck with vortex is better than any company yeah that because i mean let's face it you get what you pay for it like you can like you can be running the crossfires or the diamondback binoculars from vortex and which is all you really would need around wisconsin here for sure yeah and for more amazing pair of binoculars yep like a hundred and 50 bucks, aren't they? Uh, I think they're close to or over 200. I'm not okay. sure. For the 10 by Either way, very. But either way. Very one of your most important goddamn pieces of equipment. Yep. And the the, val- the quality that you get for your dollar, I have found to be the best with Vortex. Mm-hmm. Now, they offer binoculars all the way up into the thousands of dollars per pair, which are going to blow the socks off of their Diamondbacks. Like, it's obviously just better glass. Yeah, I got that. Um, What's the pair that I have? You have the Vipers, Yeah, and those are absolutely incredible. Yeah. Vipers, 10 by... uh, You got a set of 12s, don't you? 12 by, yeah. Yeah. They're they're bigger than the... yeah. Um, Yeah, just crazy clear, crisp. And there's no, there's no black ring around them, you know, like yeah. And I beat those things up, and they're still great. crisp. Yeah. yeah. Um, and man, you can't talk about Vortex without talking about their warranty. It's the best in the business, as far as I know. Yep. I mean, you send them an eyepiece of one that you blew up. Be like, uh, hey, man, yeah, completely your fault. Yeah, they'll, they'll take care of you just works it's like you start buying equipment you start getting into that shit it just all i care about is that the goddamn thing works and if something happens you mess up you can send it back in and get it get another pair or they fix it yep and they're literally like they're yeah they're home base for us because they're in wisconsin but like we can tell you like you go buy the store like that's where they're at they're not like if they're not like shipping shit they're not like an overseas company that's has an address in america no, their factories are in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, um, absolutely next level though. Like, I remember when I was you just cheap out on stuff. You don't. I don't even. I wasn't even running with binoculars for a while. I was just using a camera. Crazy. That is just That's a crazy absolutely thing. insane to me. I'd say it's my number one piece of equipment besides the weapon that you're using that I would not go without. Oh yeah, totally. I'm playing any on, hunt. Uh, yeah, any I'm hunt. Playing, I'm planning on carrying two sets of binoculars and a spotting scope on this trip. Yeah, we'll talk about that spotting scope that we got from them. Yeah, uh, it's their Canon uh, or Bazooka. It's an 85 millimeter objective, so it's massive. Yeah, it's a high, one of the high end ones too. Yep. It's, it's a incredible. 20, 27 by I think it goes up to 65, and I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Crisp, clear. Oh. Jed fucking sleep with that thing. I love it so much. Um, it's a high end piece of equipment. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little uh, strong on the low setting for some stuff. Yeah, uh, it's kind of you better have a 
Like I'd say you better have like three hundred yards plus. Oh yeah. Around yep. like it's kinda of pointless around here a yep. lot of times. Um But having having that sixty five to zoom way in on stuff a long ways away and know what you're looking at is so nice. Um for some hunts I guess I'd probably rather have a lighter one because it is heavy. Um but it's still worth it. I still carry it. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm out west, it's coming with. What's the key then um, when you get into, like, these optics? Like, what are you carrying with that? You got to – so, obviously, that means you carry – plus, yeah, you're carrying that, which is a pretty big unit. Plus, yep. you have to haul in a tripod. A tripod, yeah. Um, so, I've been running just a cheapo set of legs with a um, – oh, I don't even remember the brand name of the – the fluid head but it's a pretty compact fluid head siri uh, or suri suru amazon special um it might have been i don't even remember where i got it but it's it's about as light as you can go for something that heavy um it's been a game changer though it, like because the, the fluid head that i had before weighed as much as the damn spotter you know mm -hmm. so it was like geez. oh did you have that were you using that like big old one that you had initially got on yeah the oh yeah that yeah. thing was heavy that whole tripod set well was i was i was using that head on my light um my light leg right but still god those that tripod was a giant yeah um do you have some tripods i am i don't think i have any anymore. i probably do okay um but yeah when i bought that one it, it cut down it cut the weight in a quarter for the, for that's the a big head. deal. Yeah. So, um, so are you rolling with your big backpack out there then, mm -hmm. with all that stuff in there? Yep. And last year you didn't have that new backpack. Yeah, I did. Right? You did. Yeah, okay. I did. Yep. So that was a game changer for carrying meat out. Yeah. It's a big backpack though. It is. And out there, I'd say like it's not as like Western Western where like you need to like pack in a bunch of stuff. But no, right. definitely nice to have. Yep. I mean, I I put the whole deer in the backpack yeah um i'm glad i didn't have to carry it very <clears throat> yeah once you started getting you know throughout the week last year you get lighter and lighter and at one point i think i don't know i wasn't even i think i had a backpack at one point yeah just fit a couple of things in your pocket and yeah for as the mobile as you can for the most part like when i'm hunting out there i just have in my back in my pack i just have my license my knife and game bags mm -hmm. plus you know spotter and tripod and that's it like i'm not i'm not carrying a a stove well water too i guess but i'm yeah. not carrying much water is a key god you think we would that's another thing we get on those stock couple stocks last year and sure as shit i mean we wouldn't have water with us gotta have water yeah. i mean some of them stocks you know you might be out there for four hours on a stock yeah but you get spoiled because you think that you're not that far away from a road ever and then all of a sudden you go two miles deep yep yeah. Um, yeah. I I try to carry like if I leave a vehicle, I always have a bunch of water in the vehicle, mm -hmm. bottled water, and then uh, whenever I leave, I make sure that I got two two Nalgene, so sixty four ounces of water on me at all times. Because yeah, because I've been through that game of well, you know, it's just I'm just going up here to glass. Oh fuck! There's, yeah, there's a deer. No, I'm going after him. Can't go back to the truck now. Yep. Happened, to Jake and I last year. We got into one, and yep. Four hours later, cottonmouth to the max. 
Still got a mile to go. Yep. <laughs> End up a giant hill. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, just washing the dust out of your esophagus. This is dusty. It's so out there. dusty out there. It's crazy, crazy amount of dust. All right. So, what would you say for someone who's who's just like for travel tips? Like, what is man? I am such a. You, I mean, you and I alone would travel well together because it's just like we don't stop for anything. Yep. Okay. I have I have like two rules. What's your pet? Yeah. What's your pet, biggest pet peeves? My pet peeves are whatever. You think you're going to eat in that trip you have packed in a cooler yeah. with beverages. Whatever you think you're going to eat or drink, you have with you. So you're saying no gas station burgers or no. sandwiches? No. Wow. Nope. I mean, like, okay. You can get away with it, but, like, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, because you're going to have to go. I don't like. I don't like having to stand in lines. Like, you can pay for your gas at the pump. That doesn't cost you. Like, mm-hmm. that does not cost you time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if there's multiple people. And a bathroom trip. Yeah. That's going to that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, obviously. There's no bathroom stops unless the gas tank is empty. I would agree with that. I does, would agree. Like, does not have. Like, unless I'm traveling with a senior citizen who just cannot hold their bladder. <clears throat> my father. Um, He wasn't bad last year. No, he wasn't bad. Uh. Like, unless the truck needs fuel, you don't stop. Yeah. On my way back last year, I made it where I think I stopped. Ooh, well, however many times I did gas. Yep. But I literally, I mean, that was it. Yep. Like, sorry, man, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like, it's yeah. not going to be fun for the last quarter tank. Yeah. But, like, another rule. Like, you just don't stop unless the truck needs gas. That's it. Oh, like, that's the only, yeah, you can't. You start you start slipping and stop because oh, that's another big one too is make sure you have your truck dialed in so you know like dude I we we were fucking a quarter of the way in last year and I realized that I was just my tank I wasn't getting good gas mileage because I didn't have the shit set up because I was hauling a trailer stupid yeah and then like another thing is I like to like I. Pay attention to how many miles you have left in the tank and know how many miles you have left in the trip. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to need, like, two more gas stops, yep. regardless, like, because you obviously get to your destination full. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, you're going to fill up the last, like, at the last gas station before yep. your destination. So whether or not you're filling it up completely full or from half a tank, you know, you can you can play with that a little bit. Like, oh, old Johnny's got to take a shit real bad. Well, yeah, I guess we can stop at three-eighths of a tank here because we're going to have to stop again. You know, you yeah. can play with that a little bit. But other than that, only when you need gas. What's the quickest you've made that trip? Uh, I think ten and a half. Yeah. That was, that was an That's all-nighter, fine. so there's no traffic. Yeah. And I was going light, like, just truck and a backpack like i wasn't loaded if i remember quickly we hit some construction last year too where it slowed us down a little bit orange barrels are a nightmare i hate them things but um the reason that i don't like or that i do like to have all my foods and beverages already stashed away is like sometimes you get stuck in the the checkout line behind 
some dude who's got to sit there for five minutes. Yeah, write a check. Write a check, and then, okay, that's cashed out, but now I need to buy my lottery tickets, which mm-hmm. is cash only. But, like, I'm oh, really not sure. the most painful thing ever. Not really no sure which what. one I want. Well, can I see that one? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Can I see that other scratch off? Oh, I don't know. And it's just, like, it's annoying. It pisses me off, and I swear to God, five minutes in a gas station costs you a half hour in a trip. It does. That's what happens. So, it does. So while... <clears throat> it's like a mental tax, too. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's terrible. So while person A is starting the gas pump, if there's three of you, here's how it goes. Person A starts the gas pump. Person B starts washing the windshield. C goes in and takes care of the bathroom duties. Person, And then it's just a revolving door on those tasks from there. And then, like, by the time the gas tank is done, you should all have done your rounds to the bathroom, whatever. The windshield should be clean, and you're back on the road the moment that yeah. gas cap, cap gets screwed back in. Don't forget about that. So here's I've a done it. here's a pro tip, too, because I got... Did you guys run into the flooding last year on the way back? Yes. Okay. Not as bad as you. Yeah, I was in the middle of it. <clears throat> So I was I went through South Dakota like right the day like oh, actually well the rain that I killed my buck in yes was what caused all the flooding in South Dakota so I was like I was literally trailing behind it and then I actually caught up to it as I got in to uh, Wisconsin and you know what I would do a lot of things right now for that rainfall again okay and I don't want to get into the dry stuff here again but so I. Sometimes I, I I get a little I'm a little uh, arrogant when it comes to maps and uh, on trek and like like how to get from point A to point B. My God, do not venture off into places that you do not know. I thought I could get around this detour because the water was literally over the interstate in South Dakota. So I was like looking at the map. I was like, well, and don't trust. Um, iphone maps when it's that quick of a turnaround because i did trust them at one point and they screwed me in the situation so i have a trailer on with a utv and i tried to find my own way around this detour because i was like there's no way this because the detour was literally going 20 miles to the north like it was like a it was it was an hour and a half detour i was like no way just let me get back on the interstate my god there's no way it's just all over well man i had to go through like water up to my door (laughs) with a utv and then i got stuck on a fucking dirt road in south dakota middle of nowhere i had to get the, i had to turn my UTV, i had to unhook the trailer get the truck turned around take the utv off the trailer manually spin my trailer around ended up i ended up spending wasting probably an hour and a half trying to find my own way I ended up being back at the exact same spot that i left and went on the just the normal detour unreal that was just oh i just don't recommend it just follow the cars. Just follow the cars. That was sketchy that time in Nebraska, too, and we, we thought when oh. I was being stupid like that, and I was like, well, I'll just go take this road because we got sick and tired of a main road. Wow. Paul in a camper. Low-maintenance road in Nebraska in March is not fun, especially when you get in rain, too. <clears throat> yeah, Deep s- in the snow- mud. Snow melt and rain does not bode well for those no. roads. So if you think... That the roads are, I don't know where you're from, but if you think the roads are similar to like mid, well, Midwest roads, low maintenance roads are just shockingly better than anything out west. Yeah. Yeah. When when a western state calls a road a minimal maintenance road, mm-hmm. it, it, it means it. Yep. Like best of times, you might not make it down anyways. 
Yeah. You know, there's roads in Wyoming. You can't even, we can't. Oh, yeah. No chance. Well, the buck I killed, that was a road that showed them on a map. And yep. the only reason why we were able to access it was with the UTV. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You weren't getting a truck down that. No. So, um, last year was awesome. Yeah. It was. It's going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to beat the Wyoming trip from last year. Yeah. I keep saying that, but every year just keeps getting better. Yeah. Well, it's low. Why don't we, well, and there, we left a lot of bucks out there last year too. Like we could have. Yeah. There was more to be had. Yeah. And there has been every year that we've been out there. So what is, uh, I guess what's, if we had to take away like a little bit, like quick story about how the previous years have gone for you. Uh, the first year, well, okay. So every year, no matter how big the group size is, one person doesn't fill their tag. That's what it has been. Okay. Um, I don't know whose turn it is this year. Might be mine again. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you had a nice horseshoe up your, uh, rear end last year. Well, (laughs) I'm hoping it's still there. Yeah. Like. So the first year, we really didn't have a clue what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, stumbled into three deer kills. I was the fourth one who didn't kill. I, I mean, I had opportunities. I think I shot at two different bucks that year. Yeah. Um, same last year, I got, I got, I missed one, and and then ended up getting the next one. But I, you know what? Actually, nobody's ever gone out there not flung an arrow. Yeah, That's you're insane. gonna get well. Yeah, because you <clears throat> where that area sits, you do realize you can just drive around in the mornings and and get a shot off at some point, right? Like and, if you like, drove around every single morning just nonstop for six days, yeah, you and can, you don't get a shot. There's something wrong. Yep, they're not gonna be big, no. But but anywho, um, yeah, and we had no. Well, clue. and you just you think about last year, like we both of us had already set our minds on shooting smaller deer. Yeah, I mean, you first day. Oh yeah, we had an like, awesome stock. If that thing would have been a big deer, that'd have been awesome. But well, no, it wouldn't have been. It'd have been even worse. Well, yeah, if you would have missed, yeah, right. But which I did. The video, the stock, that was all yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, here's the deal. Like, where we go, there's there's actually a really good population of deer. Yeah, and, it's a good it's a good area. Has to be. And like if if you just make up your mind that you are going to go on every stock that you can, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a lot of fun. Yep. Um and I'm probably gonna be in that boat again this year. Like I might sit here and be like, Oh, you know, I wanna I wanna shoot this or I wanna shoot that. I I guarantee you I won't think that the first time I see a oh, it's so fucking a two awesome. by two. It's so awesome. Bided down in a shade pocket, I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I can get an arrow in that thing. Let's yeah. go try. Because it's really awesome once you tag out and you can go hunt Yeah, oh, with a free my favorite mind. thing ever. Yeah. Favorite thing ever. So that's going to be weighing in on my decisions. It's uh, you just, it, we, we talked about it before, but it's a mental thing. It Like, you already got to sit here and be like, all right, there's going to be a time where you're going to hate it. And it's going to feel like you're just not even close to in the game. Yep. Like, we had that for two straight days. And yep. a day out there feels long because you're hunting pretty much all day. Yes. And uh, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I got it on just, that stock. It just takes one. Yeah, it takes got, one 
deer in the right spot that you find. I don't, yeah, and, and I almost think that it was like something did switch out there because like I got on that stock the same day that you killed yours mm-hmm. too. So like there's something happened where we just were starting to either get on them or not saying that you you weren't even really on. You were kind of like you were just like well, why don't you talk about like your kill last year? You were just sitting there twiddling your thumbs pretty much. Wow, well, come on now. <laughs> um. Well, so, you obviously did some. Here's the deal. I make fun of them because it was it was a fairly fortunate situation. But yes. if you do not take things seriously, like he took it, it's never gonna fucking happen. Right. Okay. So if that he, was me, I would have stumbled onto it, and I probably would have scared him away. So, uh, we were we were in an area that uh, we had seen we had seen deer in this in this general vicinity, and we didn't know. We didn't have them figured out to the point of where they were coming from and where were, they were going. We just knew that they used this area. Yeah, you ne- you could never get good eyes on it. No, and it's in a spot where you just you, you can't see it from any of the oil roads. You can't see it from any of the any of the oil tanks. Like, it, but we had caught some decent bucks going into that area, into that area yeah. and disappearing. Yeah. So decided that like, hey, come morning, not gonna go on the milk run. That's what we call the like the big loop around the whole place. Um, we're going to forego that and we're just, I'm just going to get high in that area and my dad's going to go one way. I'm going to go the other. We're just going to see what we can see, where they come from, where they go. And about, oh, I don't know, probably two hours after sunrise, I hadn't seen anything. And I was just like, I got to get to this next little spot. Cause, cause there was some stuff that like, I could see the heads of ditches, but I couldn't see where. They all connected. I couldn't see if they connected. Couldn't really tell what was going on. So I got to the second spot, and I was like, ah, you know, I feel like I can see, you know, a little bit more. This is probably a better spot. But, like, I could see into some shade pockets. Didn't turn anything up. And then I was like, you know what? There's this one ditch, I'll call it, that I couldn't see. Like, I can't see the entrance from either spot. Yeah, you realize it was getting overlooked. Yeah, I was like, okay, I can't see in that ditch from anywhere. The only way I'm going to see in it is to get down in there. So I was t- I took a few practice shots because I hadn't shot lately. I was like, all right, feeling good because I always carry a, a field tip with me. And then I was like, well, I suppose I better put a broadhead on if I'm going to go wander down into this ditch. <laughs> so that's what I did. I'm like, and thank God you did. Oh yeah. So I'm still hunting down into this ditch and, uh, I could tell that there was like a, a drop off and then it, you know, it was like a little bench in the ditch. And I was like, well, that area shaded. Like I better take this serious. Like it's like, I better act like there's a deer there. Yeah. So I go creeping up and, uh, I peek over and right below me is a perfect, indentation in the sand of a, of a deer bed and i was like no shit so well they clearly use this this little area i'm like damn it, it actually looks like something was in there this morning because there was like it was a dewy morning and uh like the bed was a different color in the sand than the rest of the sand and i was like damn it looks like something was in there i better mark this exact spot like to come back to it I want to know this exact spot. Yeah. I pull my phone out to drop a waypoint, and I hear sagebrush being plucked and chewed. 
God. And I'm like, no fucking way. And it's I look psychotic. Yeah. And I look through this sage bush and I can see deer antlers. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's like 12 yards away. And I'm like, oh, wow. There's Those a lot big. of shit going on <laughs> yeah. on that set of antlers. Like, that looks like a fucking caribou. And so my right leg immediately started to shake. And I remember telling myself, I'm like, not right now. Can't be having this right now. Like, chill out, dude. And I, like, took a breath, got my composure. And he turned and started heading back towards that bed. And he passed through a, like, still had a big sage bush in between us. Mm -hmm. And there was one hole through it. And I'm like, there's his shoulder. I'm like, I don't want to have to shoot through this bush. But if I have to, I can. And I'm like, two more steps and he's going to be, like, perfectly broadside at 10 yards. This is going to be great. And he stops and picks his head up. And, like, you can tell that he's smelling. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's got me. Like, this ain't good, now or never. So I drew, shot, made it through the sage bush. Like, it didn't hit the sage bush. And all I heard was, poof! Like, like shooting through a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, that ain't good. Like, what did I just hit? And he bounds down the ditch, stops. And I can see blood on him already. I'm like, well, he's hit. Better send another one. That's a good point out west, too. It's like you send as many as you can. Yeah, Espe especially once they're hit. Yeah, you, you know? just it is what it is. You right. have to. Right. And uh, I ended up hitting him because he was quartering towards me, and I ended up hitting him just a little bit low. Um, and what I, what I actually did was I was just behind his lung, and I took out his liver going, you know, through because he was quartering towards me. Yeah, it was a fatal shot, but it he would have it would have been a nightmare. Probably. He, well, no. Well, he probably would have died in one of those beds if he, you just if we would have just like left. Yeah, if we'd have just left, he would have <laughs> we would have found him where I originally, you know, where yep. my dad shot him then. But um so he bounded down, stopped at sixty yards. I sent another one. I was just over his back. Then he went down this, you know, down into the main ditch where the where the ditch that his bed was in connected to. So I raced down there, saw him. He was at this point he was just walking. Yeah, and that's when you thought you had gut shot him because he yep. was all humped up. Right? Yeah, and uh, he was just walking, hunchback, tail straight out, and that's and then I got binoculars on him and I <laughs> could see, you know, as he was walking away. I could see the exit hole was kind of back, you know, yeah. and I'm like, ah. And then uh, he took a turn, and there was two ditches. Like, there's the main ditch, and then he turned up, you know, a, a side ditch, and that side ditch split off into two, and it looked to me like he was going, wrapping all the way around to the, to the right-hand side. So I ran up to the top of the little knob that I was on, and he – glass and that he wasn't there and i'm like well, where the hell is he well he went into the second one and now i'm fully exposed to him and he's yeah. just staring at me and i'm like oh fuck i know how this is gonna go he's gonna bound up and out of here and onto that flat and out of my life forever which is what he did he started heading up the up the like sheer bank I was like, oh, fuck. Once he gets up there, he could be anywhere. So I just took off on a dead sprint. I was like, well, I know he's heading that way. I got to head that way to try and 
get up to another high spot to look for him when he, you know, crests out of this this little flat that he's on. So that's what I did. Ran up to that one. Puked twice. You always have, like, some issues with you running after stuff and getting, like, sick from it. Well, I'm not going to not run after him when I need to. I'm just going to deal with the consequences of it. Um, didn't see him. So I thought, well, he's got, like, he could have beat me, like, because there was a, there was one ditch and then it was just a giant expanse of flat. So when I got to the, to that next peak, you know, I was thinking, well, there's two options. He's in this first ditch or. All right. So he's in this ditch. So he's either in this ditch or. He beat me so bad across that ditch that he has already crossed, like, two miles yeah. of open. Well, it's completely up in the fucking air out there. He's yeah, <laughs> he could have. He could have. Yeah. But but I could see where the main ditch that this all took place in left and headed for miles. Yeah. And I could see the flat that was above it for miles. But then there was this one other ditch that headed back up into the hills. And I was like, well, I guess I just have to assume that he's in that ditch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my dad, and we're going to each just walk up on either side of that ditch and see what happens. And if we – if because there was a couple smaller ditches that, you know, branched off. And I'm like, well, we'll walk this main ditch up, which is probably going to take three hours mm-hmm. to check every little nook and cranny in there. And if if we don't find him – I'm going to send him off. He can go hunt wherever, and I'm just going to walk every ditch within a few miles of this this ditch yep. until I run out of daylight and start again the next morning. Because I knew he was, like, from the entrance and the exit hole, I knew that he was going to die. It was just a matter of finding him. Yeah, and we had the drone, too. We were going to put up in there if we had to. Right. Um, so... I took the shaded side of the ditch because I thought, you know, obviously he's going to probably be in the shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad was on the other side. And we took the first corner in that ditch. And I could see fuzzy antler tips sticking up out of the sage that was growing in the very bottom of the ditch. So then I was giving my dad hand signals, which is just a, a nightmare. nightmare. Finally, he got the point that, oh, the deer is on my side of the ditch. I need to go up the hill so that, like, I'm not in full view of the bottom of the ditch, go over, like, 40 yards and come straight down, and he'll be right there. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens. So I'm, like, watching the deer in the binos to see if, like, he's picking up on anything. He's not. And for, like, 20 seconds, I thought maybe he was dead because I didn't see any movement. And then I just barely see him turn his head really slow. I couldn't even see his head. I couldn't see his body. I could just see his horn tips. I, I saw his horn tips move, you know, really slow. And I'm like, all right, so the son of a bitch is alive. And, my, like, I see my dad creeping down the ditch or, like, down to the ditch. And I see him, like, do the it, – it's the funniest thing watching somebody looking for an animal that yeah, you know you is saw, there. you saw a few of them. Yep, because they're, like, looking, looking, looking. And every time somebody sees something, they do a quick recoil. Yeah, like someone just shot him. Yeah, just like a quick re- Oh, 
And I'm like, all right, good. He sees it. And then he's like looking at it and cocking his head to the side like a like a puppy. Yeah, he's trying to figure out look, if it's dead like, or not. And I'm just like, I know that you're trying to figure out if he's dead or not. He's not. I saw him move. Shoot the fucking thing, you know. And then, and then he did the same like recoil. I'm like, okay, good. He saw a little movement, and then shoots it. And he didn't have a good angle on it, so he shot it. Probably like, straight down, wasn't it? Well, it was it was straight down, and it was basically facing him. So he put it like in front of the front shoulder, and it went all the way through everything yep. and lodged in the back leg. And holy shit, you should have seen that deer jump up and run like nothing has yeah, happened to him. Yeah, he hadn't been shot yet. <laughs> yeah. And he comes whizzing by me because I'm, I'm down the ditch of him. And so, obviously, I sent another arrow at yeah. it. Whiff completely because I'm not in practice of shooting at deer running full out. Well, nor should you probably be. No. But, uh, but he only makes it like 40 yards past me. So, probably 70 yards. And I see him t- take turn hard right into the ditch bank. And I was like, well, there's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. He's clearly just, like, laying on, on the side of the ditch. So I cross the ditch, run down about what I think he sh- you know, where he should be at, peek over. There he is laying down, head still up, breathing. So I send another one into him straight down. And he didn't. He couldn't get up at that point. He was done. He was done, kind of. So I, <clears throat> so I run down even with you know I get down into the ditch with him, and he's still breathing. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna leave this to chance. So I put another one into his heart from two feet away. Yeah. And then it was done. Yeah, the whole trip was a is a wide range of emotions. So like to bring you into like our mindset during that, uh, Jake and I were. I mean, it was getting into like where we were, we hadn't got good action in two days and, uh, get down. Cause you you don't feel like we felt like we were out of it. Cause like you had action right away and we didn't capitalize and then we couldn't get back on them for a couple of days. And then, uh, we went off, Jake and I went off in an area that was, uh, you know, we knew we're good, was good, but we hadn't been to yet, but they had been earlier in the week. Got on a really good buck. Went on a psychotic tra- or a psychotic stalk of them, and it was one of those deals where we ended up stalking a whole ditch, and not a fun one either. Like yep. one of those turkey foot, what we literally call it, turkey foot, but yep. like turkey foot ditches. So a long main ditch system that wrapped went up into three ditch like heads, like a tree, and like they do, they they were ghosts. They, you know, you were certain they went into something, and they didn't. Or they did, and they got you somehow. And uh, at the end of it, we're down the bottom. We got like two miles to go back to the vehicles. No water. And <laughs> Jake goes, "Dude, don't like, don't step anywhere." And I just kept walking while well, I like stepped right next to a fucking rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, there's rattlesnakes. There, and it's man. like, wow, what a like, what a great. So I'm just like, sweet. This is awesome. I'm having tons of fun. And then we get a text from Jed. At the time, you must have thought you gut shot because it was a like, gut shot a giant. And it's like, oh, great. Nothing better than out here in the middle of just like aimlessly walking around yep. in this space with a gut shot buck. Sweet. Let's add to it then. Oh, it was just negative. Just had negative minds. That's what it comes back to. It's a mental game. It's a mental game. You have to stay on top of it. And you have to just keep going, keep going. Um, 
So anyways, once we get back up, we get the UTV or something. I don't know. We end up getting over into the area you were, and we had, I think we heard you scream or no, did get it, a text through or something. No, what it was is uh, Don, another guy in our party, was uh, was posted up. Yeah, you heard the UTV, and then you you got through on the radio yeah. saying, like, turn around or something. Yeah, and no, what it was was he was, he was up on an oil barrel because, like, we met up with him before we before my dad and I mm-hmm. went on that ditch walk and uh he went to an oil barrel where he could see where where the like two ditches that we thought he might be um where they emptied out into the into the like main ditch and he could see like if something got by yeah. or if it picked up and ran you know he he would be able to have eyes on it so um after I killed after we killed him um we uh we radioed to him and you guys happened to be on the radio at the same time, yeah. and you heard. And so then everybody met up, and Freaked the party out. started. Yeah. yeah. That thing was a nice deer. Yeah, so then the next day, it was the day after, yeah, because I had about a day left. And I was just beyond whatever. I don't give a fuck what happens now. And I'm happy with this. We just killed a giant. Um, And Jed and I go off on, like, trying to kill whitetails that yeah. or no we tried to kill mule deer that morning like driving around just trying to kill like missed a miss a small buck at like 60 yards or something something dumb um and then when just driving the utv around trying to kill a whitetail and it sounds weird but yeah you can technically do that out there because you can just yep. step off the utv and like shoot or a vehicle even um <clears throat> so i was getting ready to leave we're like, well, let's go check this one spot we haven't checked because, like, you can't get a car down and we hadn't ventured off with the UTV because it was, it was, like, it's kind of semi-close to camp. Yep. Like, it gets overlooked because it's not that far away. Well, and we, like, I had checked one area, but you never could see down into that area. Um. Anyways, we take that road down, and there's rain coming, so we know there's rain coming. And first spot, we pull binos up, there's a fucking nice buck perched up like out in the open like what you would expect what you see on videos what you see in the show is like it's like okay like there he is yeah that's how it's supposed to be like they're like in a cave yeah. <laughs> like we had seen throughout the week because they they will literally bed up in caves it's insane um go back and get jez dad for another pair of eyes by then the rain starts coming we get back to the location we had we yeah, so we drove all the way back to camp Left him, which was a something we probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, badly. not really. Came back, he's still there, and uh, we. Uh, you stay back, keep eyes on him. Your dad and I take off. It starts raining, <clears throat> and I kid you not, I don't know. It's just it's a, it's like what you say, mental lock-in, because it was it was like it just I got turned on like mentally. Not, like, turned on, like, weird or anything. I mean, it definitely did sound weird there. Um, But your dad and I are walking up, just downpouring. Like, I'm sitting there, like, bouncing up and down, like, ready to go, trying to get Jed on the radio, like, like, trying to talk to each other, can't talk. Next thing, like, I'm impatient because I'm just like, let's go. Like, I'm, like, revved up, like, ready to go because I know I'm close to him. And it's just crazy because you're you know you're so close, but they're just tucked in these little things, and you see them from so far away. Like it's just it's hard to wrap your mind around that you got that close to them. 
you know, and like looking back now, we were within what, like fifty yards yeah. of them. Yep. Like we picked a rock out that looked we like picked it the was, right rock. Yeah. Well, it was. I call it battery rock because it literally it's square mm-hmm. and it sticks up like a like somebody just left a giant car battery out there. I was like, I don't know, get to that. You're probably within, you know, you're probably about 100 yards away there, and then yeah, you know, were... work work your way from there. Nope, you're actually about 45 yards away yeah. when you're there. So I hear on the radio over like muffled downpour, like, well, I can't see anything. You might as well go. Looking back on it, I don't know why we thought that it was like go now or never. I don't know no, if we thought the rain was never going to stop. Or... What What I said was, I can't see anything. If you go now, you're going to have to go blind. So apparently I took all on, he said was, go now. I took it as go now or I'm blind, like whatever. And I was like, all right. Radio, whatever, put it in the pocket. I mean, it's downpouring. It's a downpour. And I start stalking towards whatever my mystical mind thought was the rock that I had to head towards Jesus. I th- I stalked a couple ditches or something and I think the rain kind of calmed down a little bit. I'm on the radio. I'm just like, can you give me anything? Like I'm lost. Like now I'm, I feel like I'm dumb for being up here. Like this was dumb. I have no clue where he's at. Um, and all of a sudden I hear like, stop. What the fuck? Like Stop way past him so i'm sure i like dropped down to a knee or something i was like what you're way past him he's back by my dad like and then i'm like what the hell and we got somehow coordinated to where i was in line in between you and him because always stopped me there and was like walk directly towards me like all right get to like it's still pouring out get to like i don't know 80 yards and I'm still like, where is he? Like, what are you talking about? And I just like peeked up over this rock and I could see red tips sticking out. Yeah, because this bucket just shed velvet. Oh, he's bleeding. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. And all of a sudden, like, I'm sure he saw the same thing that he saw his dad the day before. I was like, I still remember looking at the radio and be like, shut, shut the fuck up. Like, put the radio away. <laughs> like, I was worried about him talking. I'm the one that's like yelling. Um, so I creep up some more, get another visual. I remember bringing my rangefinder up to like, I don't know, like 45 or 50 yards. I had a crossbow actually at the time. Um, brought it up, considered it then because he was in his bed, full back of his neck exposed. I was like, I'll drive one right through his neck. It's like, ah, I better, I could sneak up that next little rock. And uh, I still remember it's like every step very precisely, like just didn't, I didn't admit like, cause it, I mean, I'm essentially walking on a fucking cliffside in pouring rain. My sound's covered, like, by the rain, which is a positive. But, like, I remember, like, like just perfect placements of steps, come up over a, a rock, and I'm within 10 yards. And I'm literally, I mean, you're looking at a fucking nice mule deer laying in his bed. And he's locked in on Jed. That was another thing. He's locked in on Jed. So it was a positive on there. Like he was just fully alert in his bed watching Jed and I was just snuck in behind him. Like just absurd. Like I remember seeing his left ear twitch <laughs> and there wasn't much time between when I came over that rock to like when I raised up and no. And I'm sure Jed's angle was pretty awesome. Cause I came over the rock, pulled up the crossbow and 
the whole sight was his back of his neck. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. probably not going to miss that. And drove a bolt right through his neck, and he died right in his bed. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was probably one of the funniest things I have ever witnessed. Uh, to see. Yeah, it's just too bad the rain was there because it probably had a decent video too. Honestly. Yep. Um, I don't think he would have been bedded there had it not been about to rain. Right. But, um, having both a bedded buck and a giant Sasquatch of a man come up yeah, over now a, a small rock human in the same, like I'm watching this through my binos from probably about 700 yards away. Um, yep. like just got the buck in the middle of the binos and then all of a sudden here comes a man and it, it looked, probably seems like I'm about to jump on his back. Yes. It looked as though you were occupying the same space. Because at 700 yards, it's tough to tell the difference of six yards, which I think is what you shot him (laughs) from, in the in like the like the depth part of the binocular. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I literally thought you were like on top of him, and then all of a sudden, when I was at 40, you're like, "Stop! Like, what the hell? You're so like you were. I think you were saying like, no, I was just like thinking to myself like, I don't know, you're getting a little close. Like, you might want to think about shooting." Then you see me tuck away and go for the next yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what the then, hell? Then he dude? like just goes, just all of a sudden disappears. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't know. Did he fall and bring his ankle? I, I don't know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there he is right on top of the deer. I'm like, oh my God, this thing's over. Oh, dude. I, it, it's exactly what it was. It's like, like it's the only, this is why hunting's the only thing that, go ahead. Sorry. The best part of the story is I see both of them in the same spot, basically. And then all of a sudden the deer's head just turns to the right and hits the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just hear somebody screaming. I'm like, oh my God, the deer died right there. Yep. Him, like the buck putting his head to the side was literally the last thing. He, like that was it. That's how he, he just, died. It was, it was, a, it was just a thud down to the yep. ground. Didn't kick nothing. I mean, kicked later, like 10 minutes yeah. later, like weirdly a little bit, but like it was a very non-dramatic ending to it. It was just done. Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate there wasn't video because it was. I mean, it would be really cool. Really, I mean, everything out there is just cool. But what I was saying is, it's uh, that's the closest. Like, I don't know. You know, how you're you're like in, you like you you uh, perform in sports at like your highest level possible, and it's almost like your body's just doing things that you don't know. Like your your mind, like you're not thinking about the stuff yep. you're doing. You're just performing at a really high level because you've done things so many times and you just you're at peak performance have you ever had that feeling <clears throat> that's what that feeling was it was just like and definitely the rain helped oh but it's it, monumental sure. but just like i mean there wasn't a step i missed on that like last like 30 yards it just wasn't you, like i can like remember every step yeah, it's a good feeling. Oh, it's awesome. It's, what else could possibly give you that? Well, right I don't now? like if you were into golf, super, super like yeah, heavy, I suppose, yeah. like a really nice chip or something. I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's things, but like not in our lives. Oh, it's so competitive. It's so competitive. It was just like, well, I mean, it, we have some pretty good sports moments to draw like comparison to, and it's it's right up there. Like, the cell, like, because it was an absolutely un, 
it wasn't it was it's just a celebration that like it wasn't like like me screaming doing that shit was completely like natural it wasn't your dad probably was like what the fuck he's like 40 yards away yeah. like, jesus christ <laughs> chill out dude <laughs> he he had no clue what was happening no because no. he was just like saw me go up 100 yards and come back and be like what is this dumbass doing he's 40 yards away from the thing the whole time mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, if if you stood on top of the rock that you guys were hiding behind, like the rock that we picked out, you could see the deer's like antlers. That's crazy. Yeah. In range. <sighs> we just weren't looking there. Nope. Oh, and that's I think so... he did he see it eventually? No. He had no He never clue. did. No, okay. no idea. Um That's another thing about and I'm any place out, like any place that you actually do a spot and stalk, like seeing an animal from one vantage point. Oh, geez, so and hard. Then, and then doing it from reverse, like picking out the same spot from reverse, because like obviously that's how it's going to go. You know, you see him from one spot, you're going to have to go around. Everything just is it's crazy. It's so different. It's so different. It's, Unrecognizable. It's, yeah. It's so tough. Like, like the spot where I missed miss that that first one Mm -hmm. like when when we were looking at it from say the north looking due south it looks like a giant like cliff face Mm -hmm. basically with yeah i think we thought it was like one ditch or something yeah and then you you go around and on on the on the backside so south coming north you're expecting to see something that resembles a giant cliff and it mm-hmm. doesn't exist no. until you're at the cliff face because it's like weirdly flat yeah it's it, but from but there's so much topography in it yeah but from the from the north looking south it still looks huge yeah like you you can't see the flat spot that it is but from the south looking north it just it's all you know it rolls a little bit and then all of a sudden boom you're like holy shit Oh, it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's so that that's why you need at least three people. Three people, ideally. Yeah. Okay. You so need here's, good radios. Here's, here's my ideal setup for a stock. Three people. One person to be seven hundred ish yards away. This is why filming so hard because it just gets to the point where you're like everyone's on deck to try to kill something. Hopefully, in view of the deer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the deer can see the person who's 700 yeah, yards yeah. away. Yeah, lock them in. Lock because them on the... that's what they do. They, they're like, oh, I see you. You're not far. You're not like so far away that yeah, you're not I'm in my not buffer zone. interested in you. Yep. But you're not close enough for me to really <clears throat> care. So I'll just keep an eye on you. And then that's where the two people go around the back. And set one person sets up on an escape route. And one person goes in for the kill. In an ideal world, yeah, well, I would, I would definitely. Uh... But there is something about doing it totally alone that I'm also quite obsessed with. <laughs> Oof, I would feel you'd feel alone. Oh, it's a lonely feeling, but it's fun. It's addicting, actually. It is addicting. The whole thing is just—it's—it's it's a crazy world. It's a. It's a simple world out there. It really is, even compared to like where we live. Oh yeah, there's two things. There's cattle and there's oil. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's wildlife. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of it when you look. Uh, I suppose there's coal too. And you look out there and you don't think there's any of it. Oh, there's just tons of it. I remember driving through that same area, not like not spot, but the same area when I was 17, mm-hmm. and I thought it was stupid. I was just like, this place is void of life. There's yeah. no animals here. There's nothing to hunt. Like this is dumb. What? Holy fuck, was I wrong? Wow, it's an incredible place. It is. It's an awesome. So what's your what's the goal you have this year? Goal number one is to see my dad kill one. Yeah, that that yep. Uh, goal number two is um, I just want to get really close to one. Mm-hmm. It's addicting to be that close, yes. like what you see and what you remember. And yep, yep. <clears throat> like oh, I, I want to be I want to be sub eight yards when I shoot. Yeah, I hope I hope that for you. And then, like, if it's a perfect scenario, I hope he has no idea that I'm there. Yeah, like that, like that would be the pinnacle to get into like eight yards and below, and it has no clue that something's. If I had missed. one regret from my hunt last year, that's the one thing I, I especially would have taken a, like a like a couple seconds and just thought about it. Oh, you can't do that. Well, in, I get that, but it's like. Moment. <laughs> Think about it, and you're like, Jesus, that th- I probably could have sat there for a while and just watched the goddamn mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, you never will, but you probably no. could have. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty incredible. So, previous podcast episodes, 40 and 52. I think 40, we go over um, general equipment, gear stuff. 52, we go over like just general like Q&A um, with Jed and Weston and other people. And then uh, last year, this shows how many episodes we've put down recently. It's episode 16, I recap um, my hunt. And then 19, Jed recaps his hunt. So if, you, if you're interested in doing listen to more mule deer stuff, those are the episodes to go look for. We recorded that podcast when I was on my way back from New Mexico. On the phone. That was a call in, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we've come a long way on the podcast. We're really racking up the episodes. Just getting after it. 55 and next. So when you're listening to this, Jed will be out there probably, hopefully, already killing. And uh, uh, Not if it drops when it should. In a week from now? Yeah, if this drops next Monday. September, I, I, oh, yeah, August 31st. Yep. Yeah, it'll drop. It'll drop, yeah. So it'll be leading right into when Jed's about to hunt. Yep. So there'll be lots of excitement. In his blood. Yeah, I already, like, I had mega problems falling asleep last night. And it's only going to get worse. I'm trying not to think about it. Got uh, Weston's wedding that next September 4th. So I am definitely staying here until then. And then I have some other things I got to figure out. But there is still, because I was, I was itching last night, too. I don't know what. Did we, were we texting last I don't know. Something was wrong with me last night. I, I actually texted uh, Abe, and I'm like, what do you got going on the 5th through, like, the 11th? Because <laughs> I might make a run. Because I have a whitetail tag out there. Um, So, oh, it's just an awesome place. Yeah, I love it so much. So, keep following on Instagram and Facebook. Jed will be posting updates out there, hopefully. Um, Cell phone coverage. Provided. Only at night, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's some. You can get me. You can get sometimes. Me mess- yeah. yeah. We'll see. Well, the old truck Wi-Fi was a game changer last year. Yeah, I recommend that. So, 
Thanks for listening. Episode 55. Go back to those other previous episodes if you want to listen to more mule deer stuff. And hey, we're getting close to whitetail season here in the Midwest too. So let's buckle up. Oh, it's a good time, oh, man. It's about here. We just need some rain. Hey, Rain dance. Hey, you realize <clears throat> that if you do go out west, you're going to come back and whitetail season is going to be like I know. I, trust me. I thought about it. I was like, it would definitely help the time go by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to be out there. It's just, I got to. Yeah, you got either, some stuff to hear. Yeah, either way, hopefully we figure maybe even an October trip or something. Um, or it's, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I fucking said it last year, too. It's like I'm going to get stuff ready so I don't have to worry about it. But I am I feel like I'm inching closer to getting my life set up to where I don't, where I'm going to be free pretty much. Because the goal is to be free from September to January. September 1 to January 1, I want to be free. Three months. Gotta get there. <laughs> like that's pretty much what I work for every year. Like if like in business and stuff. Like can I get to the point where I can take three whole months off? Not there yet this year, but hopefully inching closer. So keep up with us. Jed will keep updating and uh, get out there and shoot your bow. Thanks, guys. <laughs>